0: You're listening to DevOps and Docker Talk, a podcast hosted by me, Brett Fisher. I'm a DevOps online course creator, consultant, and a Docker captain. This podcast contains clips from my weekly YouTube live show, where I host a real-time ask-me-anything style chat with guests and anyone who shows up on YouTube chat, many of whom are students of my Docker courses. You can find out more information, including show notes for this episode at brettfisher.com slash podcast. That's B R E T. F I S H E R.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. In this 50th episode, I sit down with two people from CloudBees, Victor Parsik and Oscar Medina. We talk about CI CD in Kubernetes and the GitOps style of continuous deployment using their new project, Jenkins X. As a reminder, this podcast is listener supported by those of you that have bought one of my courses on Docker, Swarm, and Kubernetes. If you're already one of my 120,000 students, I thank you so much for your support. You can get coupons for those courses at brettfisher.com. And we're launching more video updates to the ones like Docker Mastery and then a whole new course on Kubernetes Mastery coming soon, which you can get notified on my newsletter, which is also at brettfisher.com. And lastly, if you like this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating in your favorite podcast player. You only have to do that once. And it'll help us gather more of an audience and keep making great episodes for this show. Now on with this show. Let me bring on. Uh, we've got today two great guys from the community of CICD, both working for the same company, CloudBees. Uh, on you can see their their titles down their um, their Twitter titles down there on the the bottom. there, their Twitter handles. Sorry, uh, Victor Fabric. From uh, CloudBees, he's the principal software delivery strategist. There's only one of them, and he is it. I'm just kidding. Uh, and he's a developer advocate, so he's he's on the show today. Are you in Spain in Barcelona? Is that no, Switzerland you're in this week? Switzerland.
1: In a hotel. Yes.
0: And he goes. All, he's all over the place. In fact, the last time we saw each other was in Budapest. So that was <laughs> random location on the planet. There for. Uh, a fun time. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about Victor. He's uh, been working with Docker a very long time, since the first beta release was made public. Uh, Since then, he's become a Docker captain. That's where we got to know each other. And he's been advising big companies on how to improve their processes. Thanks for for coming on the show, Victor.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And then there in the middle, squeezed in between us, is Uh, Oscar Medina, he's the developer advocate for Jenkins X, which will be the topic of our show today. So I'm excited to have him on the show because who better to have on the show than someone who's working directly with Jenkins X every day. He is a senior architect and developer at CloudBees and he started his Docker journey four and a half years ago. That was still pretty early days of Docker. Uh, Since then, he's helped large companies with move their monolithic apps to microservices and then orchestrate them on Kubernetes and AWS and Azure and Google Cloud, all the things, right? And he's an advocate for open source tools and frameworks. Uh, thanks for being on the show, Oscar. Thanks for for having me. And all right, so this today we're this is sort of we we don't have this rehearsed, right? So this that's what that's what live on the internet means is we we didn't really rehearse. So we're going to be taking your questions. That's a key part of this show. That's why we do it live. So we're talking about the focus is on Jenkins X today, but of course these guys are from CloudBees, so they. They know Jenkins. They know uh, the CloudBees product line. So if you have questions in general about CI, uh, continuous integration, continuous deployment, continuous delivery, whatever term you want to use for all these different tools, that's why we're here talking today. And hopefully we'll have some good answers between the three of us for anything you throw at us. So, of course, this show is focused on containers. So a lot of what um, we do on the show is talk about how to solve uh, traditional CI and CD problems and the workflows around that inside of containers. Um, so, uh, Victor, maybe uh, start us off with talking about um, like traditionally, where has Jenkins been fitting, and, and why did maybe Jenkins X n- need to be created? Like, where was the origin story of that?
1: So, traditionally, I mean, not traditionally, currently, and in the past, and always, G- Jenkins is a very generic tool that allows you. To to do what almost whatever you want, as long as it's related somehow with automation and orchestration of that automation, and so on and so forth. So, you want to run it on mainframe? You can run it on mainframe. You want a VM? You, you you run it on VM. Well, basically, it's a very it does it fulfills almost every need, right? Yeah. Now, uh, that's great. And then you might ask, why do we have Jenkins X? And the reason is because Jenkins X is really really focused on a very Relatively small segment of, of the industry, no? So Jackie Sex assumes you are running Kubernetes. No questions asked about that. Your applications are cool and microservices, cloud native, blah, 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 all those things. And you accept that accept an opinionated process. Which sounds kind of like, oh, yeah, why not? But actually most companies struggle with that because, you know, you think you're cleverer than everybody else and then you don't want any type of standard. You're going to spend six months trying to figure out how to do something. So, Jenkins is unopinionated. This is opinionated. You need to accept the way how it works, the process, the flow and everything.
0: Um, so, opinionated. That Sometimes we think that that's a bad thing. But I feel like Docker itself is highly opinionated. in, in terms of when you look at st- sort of other ways to run containers that we've had in the past, they were pretty, they were pretty generic, and it was hard for people to figure out what they were supposed to do with the tool once they learned the functionality. And I always felt like that was one of the secret sauces of Docker was that it gave us, you know, Docker run does a lot of things, and it and that was an opinion of how you should download the image and that the fact that there even was an image, that, that that was an idea. And then, you know, we're going to run it a certain way. We're going to have certain defaults and we don't require you to run this really long command line. So is it fair to say like Jenkins is sort of a blank palette when you first created it? And it's a general workflow automation tool. And then Jenkins X is sort of this hyper focused on a unique workflow.
1: Yeah. So it's, you. you can think of it as being, more or less equivalent to docker just in a different segment of industry okay no, kind of, this is how you do stuff you can tweak it you can change it more or less but this is the this is your continuous delivery pipeline in kubernetes yeah uh, and actually the reason why why i think that's important is that kubernetes itself is as unopinionated as it can get so how are you going to build your images? We don't know. It could be Docker. It could be Kaniko. It could be something else. Uh, how are you going to deploy your applications? Again, I don't know. It could be Knative. It could be deployments. It could be stateful set, And then it goes on and on and on and on. And after three years, you say, okay, now I think that I got it. And then you you, you realize actually that you're again behind because in those three years, you're trying to figure it out. Some The things move further yeah. away again, right? Yeah, So, Jenkins yeah, yeah. is simplified. I mean, the goal is to put the best practices, kind of. This is how you build images. This is how you deploy stuff. This is how you run tests. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. <laughs> I,
0: mean, <laughs> I like it, I'm, I like
1: it. I'm exaggerating. You can, of course, tweak things. You can modify it, but right. still, generally, you need to comply with the idea. Otherwise, right. it, it, it might not be the right tool for you.
2: So we have, uh, Brett, uh, to elaborate on that, too, is that we give you the opinionated framework, if you would, you know, GitOps and a few other things. It's up to you to tweak it, configure it, tweak the configuration to make it yours. So there is no nothing holding you back to replacing, say, a registry, for example, you can use your own registry. We start mm. off with a typical registry. That's just one example. But there are many other things, you know, uh, that you can plug and play,
1: basically. Right. If, if I may just add, sorry, when you said tweak it, that's absolutely correct. But I beg you, people don't. <laughs> 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 Unless you really, really know what you're doing, Karu, kind of, because defaults right. make sense. Just like in Docker, in Docker, defaults make sense. You need to really know what you're doing to change them, not only because you think you're clever.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things where that's why I tend to teach people swarm before I teach them uh, Kubernetes, because to teach Kubernetes, if you're just focused on the utility of it, the features of it, it doesn't really like the first couple of days that you're training someone They are not, if you're just teaching the documentation they're not necessarily going to understand the ways they're supposed to use it for their situation and um so i tend to teach swarm because well one's because it comes out of docker by default but it it is an opinionated workflow that fits most people it's like the you know the 20% of the features that 80% of the people need and then yeah. and then we t- i teach kubernetes on top of that in fact if you were, if everyone was on the show at the beginning, you saw a little green banner coming up because in Berlin in a month, I'm teaching uh, something that I'm hoping will catch catch on a little bit is Swarm and Kubernetes in one workshop where we start with Swarm, we see how to deploy something really simple, and then we go to Kubernetes because it does things that Swarm doesn't do, right? When you need those edge cases and all that stuff. And because uh, most people, are, I think right now, are like, I need to learn Kubernetes. That's their expectation. But they don't maybe realize that Kubernetes has... Because it's unopinionated, it has so many ways to do things, and it has no opinion about CI/CD uh, out of the box. You know, there's no, there's no built-in mechanisms for that. It doesn't care which one you use. So I, I really like this idea of us giving tools um, to the in, you know finding a niche for that tool. And so, like for, for example, a question we might get on this show is, does this work on Swarm? So I'm going to assume no. This the, the scope of Jenkins X is not to also work on other orchestrators. It's Just focus on one orchestrator, right? That's right. Yeah, it's
1: only only Kubernetes, which is limiting. I understand, but on the other hand, you know, if you focus on a tool, then you can probably make it better than if you focus on everything. And then that's right. Yeah, it's mediocre in everything, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, and you already have a a nice thing for you all is that you already have a tool for all those other things. (laughs) right exactly <laughs> it's, not, it's not like they have to leave they just use a different tool and so i i at first when, Jen, when jenkins x came out like everyone else i was thinking well is this running on top of jenkins is this like a feature in jenkins what exactly is it but it's a totally separate product right like we're starting yeah. from fr- starting fresh
2: <laughs> yeah i think yeah yeah one thing we're doing, Brett, um, is really preaching the fact that they're completely different products. Nothing, even the code base, they're they're not mixed at all. It's completely different, and it's open source. And, in fact, in Lisbon coming up, uh, we have a talk that we will focus strictly on introducing Jenkins X as a like what it is, a completely different product, but really go into uh, what features and functionality it has, so that people in the enterprise can understand, oh, yeah, it is not Jenkins. I think, you know, Victor and I had a uh, let's see a couple of workshops in DevOps world. And the first thing Victor said, I remember was like, okay, whatever you know about Jenkins, forget it. Like, <laughs> remove it from your head. This is like completely different product. And then he's like, uh, what is Jenkins X? Just remove the word Jenkins out of it, and then you'll have what it is. So yeah. it was really shocking for people, but that's exactly what it is. It is not Jenkins. And so our job is to explain that thoroughly, and uh, that's our goal anyway. Yeah.
0: yeah. So what's your elevator uh, pitch there, Oscar? Like, uh, uh, you see someone in, a, in an elevator, and and they're aware yep. of CI/CD products, and yeah. they, they're a company that's planning on using Kubernetes, or they already have it, and they don't have it. Yeah. What, what do you, uh why switch to Jenkins X or why even, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think the first thing I would say, Brett, is that who isn't on Kubernetes these days? And we position Jenkins X as being the, you know, Jen, uh, Kubernetes native CD, And that is uh, at the sort of the key message for us. And you can see that on the homepage of the, Jenkins X site right it's like you want cloud native Kubernetes CI CD this is what you should be using
1: yeah so basically what happened with Jenkins and all basically all other tools for CI CD today they work in Kubernetes but they were never built from ground up to be for, for Kubernetes, Kubernetes. Exactly. which sounds maybe like not, not important difference but actually it is you know it's it's slightly different than when you design something specifically for. Something, <laughs> right. then when it can run there, simply just as it can anywhere else.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming too that um, the setup. I mean, lo- those of us that are familiar with Jenkins, we know that if you're if you have a specific workflow in mind, like containers, and you're using Docker or uh, Kubernetes, um, there's a process to Jenkins because since Jenkins is unopinionated, you have to sort of add all the. Uh, the uh plugins that you need for that and i'm assuming that jenkins I mean, i'm looking down at the bottom of the web page and it's it looks like a two line install so
1: yeah it, yeah
0: yeah the yeah i don't know how long that uh, getting started video is but uh i'm assuming it's it's not uh, a 10 part course
2: <laughs> it definitely <laughs> i think uh, Thank you, Victor. I, I think the only thing I'd say about that is that with one line, you can actually create a cluster in GKE and have yourself running in less than five minutes. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, just like Victor said, uh, when you start tweaking things, then you start wondering how to do certain things. You might break things. So we, we try to prevent you from doing that but that's sort of inevitable. right? Inevitable. Everyone has a custom environment that they need to tailor. They already have maybe, you know, some folks we've talked to have Terraform as a way to deploy clusters in the cloud. So what do we do? Well, we allow you to provision your, your Jenkins X Kubernetes cluster using infrastructure as code, why not, right? So we, yeah. we are very aware of those things um, and we're trying to every day adjust to that, right? Like make it better.
0: Yeah. Um, What? uh, What's that? So I call it the happy path, right? Like the ideal um, default deployment solution. Is it? Is it based on Git repos and uh, the GitOps workflow? Is that? Is that the default out of the box kind of happy path thing? Or it's
1: it's no no. It's not the default. It's the only thing. So (laughs) yeah yeah okay. So I mean, if it's only one, then it is default as well. So. Right. It is. It, it assumes that you're gonna apply GitOps. There is. Uh, so you heard before that some things can be tweaked. This is not negotiable. Uh, yeah. Your your builds are triggered by you pushing something to Git. Right. That's the only way it can work.
0: Right. And 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 honestly, for all of my like my students, I'm trying to guide them this way. For my clients, I'm trying to force them this way. <laughs> that uh, you know that Git becomes that. Uh, central location. And I think a lot of us were probably doing GitOps before it was labeled by Weave Networks. I think they were the first ones to call it out as that term. But I think a lot of us were trying to figure out ways to use Git for that methodology because we were we were so used to using Git in development. And since the developers were now working closer with the operators, we were like, well, hey, look, this is the, we got this tool that already, it works so well in a team for us for managing change. It just happens to be for code. But could we figure out how to also use this for your operation stuff for server changes and deployment changes and stuff like that? And I think uh, once GitHub and all the other tools out there got better and better at managing not just the difference in code, but also all the things around it, like PRs and comments and discussions, uh, I think it was sort of a, it was an inevitability that we all are saying, okay, I'm going to be putting my. We're going to be putting all this stuff as much as we can, except for maybe secrets. But even then, now we've got some plugins that can you can actually do public secrets nowadays uh, for Kubernetes, um, where we can put this stuff into a repo, and then that is our central source of truth. And, I, and we've talked about GitOps on the on the show before, but maybe one of you could uh, sort of define GitOps f- uh, for the audience. How you see it? Simple. Uh,
1: nobody can access your cluster except Git. So if you want something to happen somewhere, if you want some change to be applied somewhere, you need to push a change to Git. Git will notify the cluster, and then something will happen. If you're unsure whether you're using GitOps or no, just remove all SSH SSH access from all your servers. And if 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 things stop working, then you're not doing it.
0: <laughs> That's a great. I like that. I like that. If. I mean, it's it's the absolute, which is the, you know, I always talk about how everything's a journey. So, like, there's the first step in GitOps, which is, like, okay, maybe we'll have deployments going automated, and then it's eventually, it's like, now it's cluster changes, now it's Terraform, like, you know, now it's whatever, CloudFormation. Like, you, there's those different levels, but you're right. Like, ultimately, if you're, if you have to SSH into something to make a change, then it's not GitOps.
1: The major difference is that, like, you mentioned terraform right and many people are used to do something in terraform and then they execute terraform apply right what what i'm saying is that don't execute terraform apply push it to git and then you have a recording you have a log of what you did you 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 know exactly what you have right and let the system take care of executing terraform apply you're too intelligent to, to to execute the same command over and over again
0: and normally yeah. in the past for us to do this, sorry, Oscar, uh, but, but uh, normally in the past for us to do this, like when I, especially when clients come in, they're like, I want to automate this pipeline. It is a lot more work than what everybody initially thinks it's going to be because tools don't, they don't have this mindset out of the box. They don't think, they, they're like, okay, well, I'll build your, your act, your stuff based on Git, but I'm not going to do anything with it. And then you have to figure out, okay, now I'm writing a bunch of SSH scripts, SSH in the servers, and then I have to type, and then it has to type the commands for me. And you end up going back to the sort of scripting hell of, uh, of having all that stuff. So I'm assuming that Jenkins X prevents me from this a little bit.
2: Yeah. So, so I wanted to chime in a little bit about sort of what Victor said too, because yeah, Terraform, you know, you don't need to be executing plan and apply that. That should be automatic. And in fact, you know, um, we there, the, with the whole pull request on Git, right, that should that should already be happening, right? You do a pull request, the Terraform uh, apply command happens, you see the results and whatnot. I mean, uh, there are many tools like, uh, what is that, Atlantic, I think is one of them. The Terraform cloud allows you to do that stuff already too, Um and and this is common now, so it's not anything new. You shouldn't be doing that manually, by the way. But yeah. we we don't personally care how you do that part, right? That's not something we dictate anyway. So.
0: Yeah. Um. All right, so I'm going to jump into questions real quick and see if we have anything um, in the chat. Uh, I see some questions that maybe we'll get to at the end of the show that aren't directly related to the conversation. I don't want to change the topic on us. Um, one, uh, one is, what would... What would be a good way to deploy Jenkins X atop AWS EKS? We are trying. So to de- sorry, we are. De- uh, the rest of the question was: We are de- depreciating old Jenkins on-prem servers to spin up executors as containers in Kubernetes.
1: So to deploy Jenkins X on EKS today, that's a single command: jx right. install. Uh, jx install. That will yeah. change very soon for EKS because uh, we're switching from running a command to actually cloning a repository that has all the parameters and then you change them, you change it say, to say I want EKS or something like that yeah. and uh, execute command. But ultimately it's a single command, install few arguments depending on how much you want to tweak it and that's it. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, it'll be a YAML-based uh, configuration, basically, that, like Victor says, you know, you, you you track changes on Git, like your typical workflow, developer workflow, but you're actually changing your cluster infrastructure configuration by making those changes to the YAML, you know, and doing pull requests and all that stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: If I may add something... Uh... There was a mention that uh, that question, Jen- uh, you know, transitioning their Jenkinses to to cluster. Let I, I need to repeat it one more time. This is not your. This is not Jenkins. If you install Jenkins X, your existing jobs will not automatically work there. Right. So you need to start over. Yeah. There
2: is no migration path, either. I guess we should say that. Right. There is no direct migration path. You have to re. Redefine your pipelines um, in Jenkins X,
0: basically. Right. Um, yeah, and I think that the, uh, Crispy had a follow-on question that said, could you elaborate on how you would monitor Jenkins in K8s with Prometheus? I'm assuming since his original question was about Jenkins X, he's referring to Jenkins X. Because we got to make sure that X is in there, or you're talking about <laughs> a totally different thing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so how would you monitor Jenkins X with Prometheus? So,
1: so the is what the is what we, we said before. Don't we you have? Or me? No,
2: no, no, I'm just saying. Don't we have an add-on on Jenkins
1: X to do Prometheus uh, monitoring? Yeah, so we have an no, no, we have an add-on that will install Jen- Prometheus. You might use it or no. Uh, what matters much more is that it is built to be Kubernetes native. That means that you monitor it in the same way how you monitor Kubernetes itself or anything else. If you have Prometheus running inside of your cluster, that Prometheus is already detecting things uh, happening in your Kubernetes services and deployments and so on and so forth. So basically, if you have Prometheus, there's nothing for you to do. Mm. Metrics will just start pouring in. All
0: right. Uh, next question. Next question. Can Jenkins X work with Kubernetes anywhere? Yes. Yeah, cuz it's running as a container inside of the cluster, right? Like it's it's running yeah. inside of of Kubernetes.
1: Yeah, so if you have Kubernetes you can run Jenkins X. That doesn't really matter which Kubernetes you have and where. Now, of course there are always some slight differences between Kubernetes, you might have some weird combination uh that nobody ever tried before but most likely almost certainly the answer is yes whichever kubernetes you have
0: yeah very cool so so jenkins x not only deploys on kubernetes but it sounds like it will actually set up or you have some automation that will set up kubernetes clusters for you
1: yes Hmm. so you can basically say I want to create a cluster with JenkinsX inside, or I want to install JenkinsX in an existing cluster. It's up to you to choose. Now, realistically, if you're talking about real production load, you're most likely going to set up Kubernetes yourself because you want to be in full control of that. And then you would install JenkinsX on top of it. Uh, Creating a cluster with JenkinsX inside is at, at least, that's not official stand, but my personal preference, that's more like for demos and workshops and you want to play around. Yeah. And when, you, when you're ready, then you do. You create a cluster whichever way you would like to create and install Junkisex site.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I, my, that was my guess. And I, and I was waiting for you to talk about it because, um, uh, you know, we're all going to. You know, if you're the larger your enterprise, the harder it is for you to decide on which distribution of Kubernetes you're going to use, and you're probably not going to use a vanilla install from the upstream source. You're probably going to pick a distribution like OpenShift or Docker Enterprise or Rancher or one of the cloud vendors. Um, I mean, there's only like eighty plus distribution options for Kubernetes. So you do one of those, and then, uh, but yeah, having this option for us to set up and a quick little cluster and be able to just learn this. Now, another thing I think I'm just going to say this: I assume that a, a company that has like, like if they have Kubernetes today, they already. I mean, if you're a business today, you already have a CI/CD workflow or at least CI workflow in something. And uh, I'm guessing that even if you have stuff from CI going into Kubernetes today, that you could you could run this in parallel and start migrating. Different workloads from your old solution to the Jenkins X solution—is that a, a migration path in there?
1: Yeah, I mean, realistic. this is not. This is actually not even answer related directly to Jen, Jenkins X. Yeah, it's like you always have a migration depending on how big you are. Uh, you don't move everything to Kubernetes the first day. You don't Dockerize everything the first day. Right. There is always there are always things running in parallel. Where you're trying to keep your lights on while you're introducing something cool and new and better and so on and so forth, and those lights might need to be kept on for next fifty years, like right. <laughs> you never so know. I mean,
0: you never know the end date of whatever you're putting into production.
1: Right. Show me, show me the end date of uh, mainframes and cobble in banks. Right. Yeah. When you find out what's the end date, please let me know.
0: <laughs> yeah um all right so these this is some great questions um we've got some more questions showing up so i'll let those queue i see your questions there santiago um but i know that uh, oscar has prepared some stuff he wants to do some show and tell so um take it away
2: (laughs) well okay so i just checked my cluster and i actually uh, it would take us a little bit to walk users to create the cluster, but. it's not in place. So I, I thought I had it in place. Maybe Victor can actually do the, the actual demo. Uh, unless people okay, so, want create, I could I could show you how to create the cluster with one.
1: No, command. no, no. Uh-huh. You're witnessing now the real, real life yeah. live. Yeah. Victor, help me. I messed up again. That's, <laughs> that's our relationship. That's what's going on. Okay. That's our workflow. <laughs> that's your, that's your uh, workflow? <laughs> yeah. Victor ops.
0: Yeah, the Victor ops.
1: I'll let me see whether I have a cluster. Give me a second. It's actually a company, Victor. Oz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, I
2: heard, they stole your uh, idea. <laughs> yeah. He can't trademark that, unfortunately, right? Even even the site, I think, is taken now, Victor. So, yeah. too bad
0: yeah. for you. <laughs> well, I'll interrupt and mention the books, and we'll throw some links in chat. So, um, uh, both of these guys are professional writers because they they have technology books so um, Oscar real quick tell us about uh, what your book is or books
2: yeah so uh, the last book I wrote was about uh, uh, practicing DevOps around Microsoft's like SharePoint platform right and the premise of the book is to show people that just because you are using Microsoft products uh, it doesn't mean that you cannot use open source tool chains and stuff to to manage those things right so the book walks you on how to provision an entire SharePoint farm via infrastructure as code to both AWS and Azure right mm-hmm. and it also walks you through doing some configuration management with ansible right so these are not these are open source tools and you don't need uh, you know, Microsoft-specific tooling to be able to manage those. And so it's been quite a, a, a great, you know, acceptance in the community. Uh, I actually have a a little trip that I'm taking down to Mexico on October 12th, uh, where I'll be doing some uh, presentation on that. And I look forward to it because, you know, I was born in Tijuana. So it's going to be nice. great to just, uh, visit my family down there while uh, contributing to the community. Yeah. Know.
0: Yeah, so we're uh, we put a link on on for that book on Amazon in the chat. Um, yep. a, a decade ago, uh, SharePoint deployments were a regular thing for me, and I can tell you that back then, deployment automating the deployment was one of the hardest things I'd ever had to do. Like it was one Correct. of the most complicated products to automate, yeah. and I and it was before all of this stuff. It was actually more than a year, uh, decade. Ago. I think it was like two, SharePoint two thousand seven. Yeah. yeah, it was. Oh it was rough. God,
2: that was a painful era for sure, man. I yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, No longer, we don't, we're not, you know, subjected to that kind of pain anymore. It's very much automated now. And that's, that's what the premise of the book is, you know, it's like, here's, here's one way you can uh, not grow gray hair too often, or <laughs> as bad, you know?
0: So, nice. yeah, Nice. I like the uh, infrastructure as code SharePoint, uh, who would have thought it was going to be a thing? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Victor, so Victor, I know we could talk all day about the books you've written. Um, you got a lot of them. <laughs> You write yeah, it's just,
1: <laughs> no, it's it's random stuff. So what I do is that I get bored fast. So every year I choose a new thing or process or tools or tool set or whatever, right? New thing that I'm going to do. So then, and at the end of every year or more or less, uh, I publish. That ends up being a book. So I dedicate a year of my life to go very, very deep into something. And then uh, I believe kind of... If it just ends up being ends up in my head only, then it's kind of a huge waste. Yeah, right. And since my accent, English accent, is horrible, I cannot do cool videos like you're doing. So I need to write. (laughs) You're doing just great, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. And your blog is great too. Uh, I have referenced over and over again. You were one of the first people I saw that did a really nice technical summary of differences between uh, Swarm and Kubernetes back when, um, you know, nobody had really an understanding of, it was hard to to keep up with one orchestrator, much less multiple orchestrators. And I thought you did a really great job of um, showing, you know, the simple decisions. If you get past the marketing and the And the hype of sort of which one is the most popular and the cool thing. And you just start talking about technical features and how do you, how do you do the same thing with two different products? And I thought that was a really great way. Um, That's on technology. Isn't that technology conversations?
1: That's what, that's the one. Yeah. So
0: we'll throw technology conversations.com there in the chat. That's a good, that's a good one. So tell us about your latest book just came out fresh off the press.
1: Which, which one? Two came out.
0: Oh, no.
1: <laughs> you see what I mean? You see what I mean? <laughs> no one prepared me for this. There you go. I'm full of surprises. Right. Yeah, so the, the one you're referring to probably, the one where actually you own like uh, uh, 6% of the book. Ooh. Not not, <laughs> not, in, not in income because nobody earns money from books, but uh, I assume pages. that you're talking about that one, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so the, what, I, what I felt at one moment that yeah, I go to a lot of conferences, workshops stuff like similar, like you meet a lot of people and those conversations are, are amazing. And, um, and I felt that it would be cool to bring that type of content to people. Kind of just have a random conversation with a cool person and record it, and then convert it after a process to a book, right? You remember the conversation we had. There was no script, no prepared answers, just let's talk about stuff. I know you know cool stuff.
0: Just a couple of guys and beer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, most of the the interviews were done with beer or gin tonic, that that I do admit. (laughs) So if if anybody expects that there is some kind of Uh, preparation for that book or something like that there's none it's just conversations with cool people that that that's all there is
0: yeah it was a lot of fun and i'm glad to glad to be a part of it and uh we've i've already had some comments in my uh slack community for my courses where people have read that book and were highlighting quotes they liked out of it so uh, that's that's I haven't read it yet. Uh, I'm waiting on my, waiting on anxiously waiting on my copy in the mail. <laughs> so, uh, uh,
2: right, is she going to send you a free copy? Yeah. Is, is that going <laughs>
0: to, yeah, I guess that's a benefit of talking for two hours on, uh, you know, and put having, having everything you said over a couple of beers and as in a strange country put into written form on the internet forever. So, you know,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, well, okay. So what's the other one? I, I don't even know about the other one. Is it, a a brand new book or is it an update to an existing one or
1: no no it's junky sex i mean oh. that shouldn't be hard to guess kind of that's the that's the topic of this year in my case
0: perfect well okay so what what was up sorry uh DevOps, devops paradox was the name of the first book right so yes what's this what's the name of the other book
1: uh, the devops 2.6 toolkit and then colon junky sex so every book i publish is devops toolkit Except the paradox because I didn't publish it myself, right uh, so it's a seventh book in the series, and this time is dedicated to Janky Sex,
0: yeah. so if you go check out his site at Technology Conversations, you'll see these uh, uh, different books to say like DevOps toolkit Two Point one or two point two or something like that. and that and each book is uh, has a different focus, right? So make sure when you're picking those out, you um, uh, Pick the ones that are the topics you care about, because it's it's not just a it's not just a revert, revision and update to an existing book. It's a whole different topic usually. So
1: that's that's the idea. Just don't don't buy those those first ones I wrote because they're obsolete. <laughs> that's true. You're most so, of my books, most of my books start with, hey, you know, whatever you read in my previous book, don't do it. This is a good thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so read them. So so we read them in reverse chronological order. If you if you read the there newest you book and then if you want more b- backstory of the evolution, because I, I think I love it because it's it's almost like you're lear- you're writing as you learn, like things are happening to you, new products are coming out, new ways of doing things, GitOps, you know, whatever DevOps itself, and you're writing a new book about that. Uh, some people go back and revise their book, which sometimes can be harder because you have yeah. to you have to figure out what to throw away and what to add, and then you have to cha- fit it into the story and narrative you already had. So I, I, it's an interesting yeah. model that you're doing, and I like it.
1: So. I mean, I I do keep keep all the books, or most of them, up to date. So I do 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 both of the things, uh, but yeah, focus is on something new always.
0: Yeah, very cool. Uh, yeah, that's the theme of, if you're in this world and you're not learning something new always, then you're probably doing it wrong. So, <laughs> um, the uh, there's some questions in chat. I want to throw out some more. Uh, I know that some of them Oscar, you you've answered, but we'll uh, just talk about them. Um, yeah. Can I use Jenkins plugins on Jenkins X?
2: Yep. So I answered part of it. I'll, I'll also augment that because here's the thing: you can deploy a static master using Jenkins X, right? And so you now you have this uh, thing running twenty four seven in your cloud uh, and spending money, whatever. But uh, we recommend and we push for you to use. The serverless, where you have Tekton pipelines, which are you know uh, destroyed immediately after they run, and all that stuff, right? So cost savings. Um, but the the short answer is you can uh, do you can do both, uh, but we're we're leaning towards having our our users focus on the serverless model for Jenkins X.
0: Yeah, I, I see. I I like and and I feel like I would advocate for this idea of uh, sort of reboot your, C- use this as an opportunity to reboot your CI process and um, make it not just a, Oh, we're going to try this cool new product, but also let's, you know, m- most of us uh, probably because we've been around a while and very few companies are lucky enough to have a brand new team with a brand new CI. Um, right. Our CI has warts in it. You know, it has years and years of scripts and old uh, pipelines that are inefficient or don't even, at the end of the day, we wrote them before we even knew what DevOps was. And yeah. we, you know, we weren't using YAML and Git repos to manage our infrastructure, our deployments. And so I can, I can see this as a really great opportunity just to reset your thinking and come at, come at it from a fresh approach and then not trying right. to take your old things. Now that doesn't probably mean that you, it's going to take a while, right? Like you've got years and years yeah. of history, in some cases, decades of history that yeah. you know, stuff that you're going to have to maybe think up new ways to do things. And, I always, um, one of the things when I talk uh, at at conferences about containers is always minimizing the project scope because every IT project has a bigger scope than it probably needs to. And when it comes to containers, we all seem to want to use that as an opportunity to like redo everything. Um, So I, I I don't normally advocate for this, but I feel like you're, you're the way you're preaching about like, just start fresh. Don't try to bring the old stuff in. Um, The serverless model but yeah it's cool
1: you don't want to carry a lot of back for sure to me that's kind of and this is not really jenkins x related but i don't even understand keep things if they work for you fine keep it why not concentrate on new stuff with new stuff right so right. if you would just move jenkins plugins and everything to jenkins x then you would end up having jenkins right. and you already do have jenkins so keep it
0: what yeah uh That's a great argument. I like that. Yeah.
2: Um, So you know the the one thing, the last thing I'll say on this topic, uh, Brett, is that we do, right? We do understand, uh, the core team understands that uh, companies cannot move away from a product immediately. There is baggage, like you said. So we support it, but do we preach it? Do we encourage you to throw in your Static master? No, we don't. It's, it's just it, that's not the focus yeah. of Jenkins.
0: Yeah, right. and, and and like I said, like we said earlier, uh, you know, you can run these products in parallel. Like um, it's right. it's just like it, to me, it's just like the container migration. Like you we, you right. set up Docker at first or Kubernetes or whatever you decide to do, and you you know day one is you put the you put one container deployment <laughs> on that system right. and you run yeah. that in production. Right. Yeah. And uh yeah, so many clients uh want, you know, they scope out the project and of course the project eventually is everything is on containers, but the day f- it seems like they don't they they think okay, we're going to do this whole app that like the five tiers of the app we're going to put them all on the con- all in the containers the same day and we're going to switch to that in day 1 and and I always want to just say let's just do one thing. Let's just do one one it's it's boring. Like it doesn't seem like you achieved much, but you know, wait a couple of weeks, like learn some stuff. Um, the next question, real quick. Uh, SonarCube, does um, this is very pre- a specific product. I've not actually, I don't know about SonarCube, but yeah, uh, asking about integration to SonarCube and Jenkins
1: X. So, I think a lot of a lot changed since Jenkins X appeared. When Jenkins X appeared, you needed plugins because integration with other tools was a nightmare. So somebody had to write thousands of lines of code and package it as a plugin so that you can integrate with that something. That's not how the world works today. Jenkins I can safely say Jenkins integrates with everything because everything today that you is worth using has an API or CLI. So just run your command, uh, yeah. CURL something, something, somewhere, and then there you go. Integrations are a single line of a shell command today.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, yeah.
2: And I would say I would add to that um, just to emphasize one thing of the the flexibility that Jenkins has, has is that you can create what we call an add-on right now. Um, you know what the terminology is still in flux, but I just realize <laughs> that you can create an add-on and say I want to like plug in SonarQube or I, I, we have Anchor right now. I think we have several. We have Istio. We have a whole bunch of stuff that people don't know about so I'm trying to raise awareness there but the way we would do it is uh, someone in the community would help create an add-on for SonarQube and then guess what it's available to you and the rest of the community
1: but yeah. until that happens curl is your friend that's right
0: yeah that's right. um it looks like Victor, you have some fans in chat. Uh, Sujay's another Docker captain, is uh, jumped in the chat and saying thanks for your Docker Flow proxy. Um, hello, Sujay. been on the been on huh? the on the show before. Uh, someone else, uh, Crispy says, I just realized I've read your DevOps toolkit book and I'm in your Slack. That's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Brilliant.
0: yeah, yeah, the same Victor. This it's the same Victor. There's lots of Victor's, but this is this one is special. Um, not
1: not so many with K instead of C.
0: Yes, that's how you know. That's how you know.
1: that's yep. the difference.
0: Um, so, uh, so someone in the chat popped up. This is not a Jenkins question, but someone just popped in and said, uh, I have uh, I did your Docker course on Udemy three times. Enjoy listening to your podcast. Thank you. Uh, when you're at the gym, so good to know people are learning uh, learning container tech at the gym. And I need to start learning Kubernetes from beginning. Where do I start? Uh, I would recommend you wait for soon, the update to Docker Mastery will include hours worth of uh, Kubernetes for free if you already have Docker Mastery. It's all going to come out uh, in that course for existing students, um, all 120,000 of them. And then well, later this year, we're going to be releasing a, a whole new Kubernetes course that doesn't teach you Docker and Swarm and Compose and all those things. It assumes you have the basics of Docker. And then it starts you from like, how do I build a container cluster? And you you move straight through the Kubernetes pure path, I guess. I don't know. So uh, we're going to have hopefully that. Uh, I don't. I don't have a date on that one either. But later than the soon, but sooner than later. Um, so with Jenkins X, how uh, how does one get started? What's the best way? Should they jump on the the Jenkins X website on GitHub? Um, what do they do? There is a there is a good book. <laughs> There's an excellent book <laughs> on technologyconversations.com.
1: Yeah. yeah. So So uh, no, uh, seriously, junkies xio do- x dot io is the starting point. Is um, a newsletter. That's the official. And su- uh, there is <laughs> a newsletter. Oscar is actually sending you spam if you subscribe to newsletter. Hey, 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 hey! My stuff is
2: not spam. First of all, man, I I give well, out I give out precious information.
0: I'm on I that have. newsletter, so I see your precious information. And it's good. <laughs> it's good updates. Not too. It's it's uh, it's like Goldilocks. It's uh, not not too often, not not uh, you're not a stranger, but you're not you're not spamming my inbox. So, Sorry. yeah, yeah.
2: I actually, you know, we were doing uh every two weeks, Brett, and I switched it to now doing monthly because I want to provide our users, our community, deeper technical content on that newsletter. So the next one coming out in October is going to be far deeper in terms of you know, what's happening with a specific area. One of my focuses right now are two things actually. One is uh, SSO, enabling SSO for some of your apps that you deploy uh, using Jenkins X, but also uh, JX boot, which we mentioned earlier about configuration management or and using GitOps for your, your entire JX uh, configuration, which I, I plan to dive into on our next newsletter.
0: Very cool. So yeah. you can get that at Jenkins-X.io. Um, that'll get you to the documentation. Of course, you can hop from there to GitHub and all the things. I'm I'm looking at the uh, installing on an existing Kubernetes cluster um, yep. stuff right now, and um, I'm excited to play with this. Uh, I'm I'm looking for a, you know tools that streamline from the get go for GitOps is something that I think I I eventually want to turn into some sort of teaching tool because I, I think once people learn containers and they're part of what's happening in the industry is that enough people, if you're just now learning containers, you're probably not on the bleeding edge. Like a lot of us that stay on the bleeding edge, it's it's convenient when you don't work for a big company to stay on the bleeding edge. But uh, a lot of people, they're just now learning containers. So they're also not just now implementing some DevOps practices into their workflows and their teams. So they're kind of learning all this stuff at once and I like the idea of giving them some options for the workflow part because that's one of the most common right. questions after someone learns a container tool. It's like, okay, now how do I get my code onto the servers with, with right. as little pain as possible? And it's usually, in the past, it's been a very hard, you know, you're, you're going after niche tools with like 100 GitHub stars or <laughs> or you're going right. after scripts or something that's you maybe not what you would recommend to a company to depend on <laughs> completely. Um And so it's nice to have the weight of CloudBees behind a a tool that is very streamlined to this specific new workflow that I think we're all talking about more and more. And um, I hope I'm anxious to see how you guys progress and how this uh, this tool works in the open source community. So, um, yeah, get on that newsletter, people. That's a that's a good thing. Uh, All right, so we've uh, we just hit an hour. I'm looking through the questions, and other than uh, well, thank you, thank you, uh, another some accolades for my. uh, for my courses about becoming a DevOps engineer. And good luck on your career. I'm excited to hear about more people getting into DevOps all the time. But um, so we know where we're to find you on Twitter. So there's our Twitter handles down there. Um, where we, we talked, uh, Victor, we said your dot technologyconversations.com. That's where else to find you on the internet, right? Um,
1: yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Email. You can send carrier pigeons for all I care. Excellent. You'll find me. Signal.
0: Yeah, got to find the, the carrier pigeons that know about the Victor with a K, though. So, Oscar, where, are people, where else can people find you on the internet?
2: Ah, uh, man, if you just Google, there'll probably be some stuff you don't want to find. But uh, my blog, SharePointOscar.com, which is, you know, that kind of, that name kind of stuck forever with me. So that's sort of my brand, but I yeah. do a lot more than, than SharePoint.
0: Well, that's the, that's the, I have an old blog and a new blog too. I have my old one that is more the Microsoft side at fishbrains.com. And then my, all my yeah. DevOpsy stuff and Docker stuff is at a different, as at Brett Fisher. So yeah, I have that same problem. It's like, we all do more than one thing in life. Like right. I could probably blog about gaming cause I do that too, but you know, that would have to yeah. be a totally separate thing. Yeah.
2: So we had a little, we had Brett, we had a little contest internally. It's like, let's come up with a name for Oscar's next Twitter handle and the winner gets X, Y, Z, whatever. And, and then it died, so I guess I'm I'm keeping the old one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it died, so no good examples.
2: There were no good examples. Nobody can come up with something. So I was like, okay, cool.
0: That's hard, man. That's like changing. It's almost like on the internet. It's almost like changing your name or changing your email address. It, it's a serious or decision. Or your
2: social security, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, because once you put that something on your name there, you're committing to it. Like, uh, yeah. yeah,
2: it's full-on commitment there. Yeah. So.
0: Um, well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. It's been a lot of fun. I think we've gotten through all the questions, um, and I, I'm hope that people have learned a little bit about Jenkins X and other uh, the cool stuff going on at CloudBees. It's great to see you know new products coming out of companies that have traditionally had you know they've had products for a while and you you uh, you're, you trust and know those products. But it's nice to see sort of um, a reboot o- almost of an idea that. Uh, what is the what is the term here um uh the innovators dilemma if you know that that terminology that's a common problem in the industry and it looks like you all are just meeting it head on by saying you know what we're going to rethink the way we do things and just give it a shot and see what see what uh people take with it and i think i like that approach and um applaud you for even attempting it so (laughs) it's a it's a brave world to do it so thanks for listening and i'll see you in the next episode